And she would say that she did um, six figures in her first year in business. And that's a lie. <laughs> this was like year three or four. Because why? Because like every entrepreneur, she spent the first few years figuring these things out. And, and I'll go into what those things are in a, in a moment. But what would just make me so frustrated is I would watch their advertisements all over social media, their, their sponsored posts, all over social media, glorifying that if you follow their system, you too can do six figures in your first year in business or your first six months or your first 90 days. And it's like, but you didn't. You're you're misleading people. Hi, I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast, Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur. So if you ever hear little kids in the background, it's just my life. I'm trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years where I focused on marketing and branding strategy along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd, and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hey listeners, and welcome to today's episode with our guest, Lindsay Johnson. I'm so excited for you to meet them and experience their amazing energy. Lindsay grew up in an entrepreneurial family, so it wasn't any surprise when they decided to become an entrepreneur too. After years of repeating the same cycle of burnout, they decided to figure out how to build a profitable business by working less and playing more. They were determined to find a profitable way to run a business that was fun and authentic to their vision and values. They spent the past 20 years learning all things entrepreneurship and business development and have distilled what actually works into simple strategies and formulas for new entrepreneurs to follow. And today, they're here with all the details. Let's dive in. Hi, I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, where I work with female entrepreneurs to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I'm your host for this podcast, Startup Marketing. I'm a mom of three and entrepreneur, so if you ever hear little kids in the background, it's just my life. I'm trying to make this all work while I build a business. I worked as a corporate marketer for over 12 years, where I focused on marketing and branding strategy, along with marketing management. Often, I heard small business owners say they weren't doing any marketing because they couldn't afford to outsource it to an agency and they didn't know how to do it themselves. When I started my business, I knew I could take my expertise and my experience to help women thrive by teaching them how to create strategic marketing plans they could feel confident about and show them the tools to make managing their marketing easy and efficient. So if you're an entrepreneur out there who's Googling how to brand and market your business, you've come to the right place. The goal of Startup Marketing is to make all of my marketing knowledge accessible and actionable so you can take it and level up your business. I'm a huge marketing nerd and I'm passionate about sharing everything I know with you. This podcast is genuinely one of my favorite things to create. So get ready to learn about all things marketing. Hi, Lindsay, and welcome to Startup Marketing. I'm excited to have you here today. Me as well. I cannot wait to dive into our conversation. Me too. So tell us a little bit about your background and what it is you do. Uh, for sure. So, uh, well, I'll start with what I do, and that is that I teach entrepreneurs how to build businesses. Uh, but actually, recently it's come to my attention that I don't just teach entrepreneurs how to build businesses. I teach them how to build them more efficiently so that they can cool. work less and like live more. Who doesn't uh, want that? Right? <laughs> Somebody pointed out to me, you know, yeah, because when you build a business, you would build a business forever. You could just be mm -hmm. building and building and building. It's like, yeah, no, I want to get you building just to the point that you can go of a life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let, let, let me let that lead into my background. So yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Uh, my family owned restaurants. They owned multiple different types of businesses. And when I say my family, I mean like my uncles, my aunts. Mm. It was It was a family affair. And 
I don't know. Entrepreneurship has always been an obsession. I love it, especially business development, the way in which we get clients and make mm -hmm. money, I find mm -hmm. very fascinating. Um, I love marketing. I love sales. But what I didn't love was watching my family work themselves into constant yeah. burnout and yeah. no life missing mm -hmm. out on the fun things in life. And it's something that I've had to unlearn and I'm still unlearning. Mm -hmm. um, so I got the business development side down, but now we got to bring in like the having a life part. So, so that's yeah. what I'm all about. That sounds fantastic. So you actually then are kind of like putting your process into place for yourself as well, which I feel like is really compelling because yeah. so many entrepreneurs, I feel like, don't necessarily talk openly about how you kind of find that balance. Um, certainly, I think if you ask them, they will tell you, but I don't think that um, they still tell you kind of the full picture mm -hmm. um, because there's just so much that goes into it. And it's we're rewarded as entrepreneurs like for being hustlers mm. and for really kind of like pushing ourselves to the max. And um, it, it's a it's it's hard to kind of combat that sometimes. And I know I'm in a networking group that's specifically for moms who are entrepreneurs. So I have I have three kids and and someone asked me once, like, well, how do you how do you balance, you know, trying to build a business because mm -hmm. that's a lot of work. Raising kids is a lot of work. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. I actually left the corporate world because I was like, there's no balance here. Yes. And really, it's not It's not even about balance. It's I call it harmony because it's never – they're never going to be equally balanced, right? Yeah. They just have to be my, – my business and my personal life have to be in harmony with each other. And sometimes – you know, one takes a little bit more time than the other, but I, I don't like getting to the point where I feel like, oh, I haven't seen my kids for weeks yes. <laughs> or even, or yeah. even days. <laughs> days is un unacceptable to me. Um, and that's kind of where I was getting in the corporate world and what motivated me to start my business. So I came in to building my business with the intention of being like, I want to be able to log out when school gets done every day and see my kids and play with them yeah. before dinner, not yeah. just like in the 30 minutes between dinner and starting the bedtime process. So, so for me, it's always been really intentional. Um, but it's counterintuitive to that hustle yeah. that people tend to kind of like talk about and kind of glorify as entrepreneurs. So I think it's really interesting that like not only are you building a business, but you're building a business around the yes. concept of like not having to work yourself to a burnout. Yeah. How did you – I was oh, going to no. say, yeah, you know, because, because I, I remember saying to myself that, you know, entrepreneurship is a tool to, to build the life that you want, to build your dream mm -hmm. lifestyle. It's not the other way around. Entrepreneurship is not meant to become your life. Yeah. But that is hard. And, and I like the way that you phrased it as harmony and not balance. Because, yeah, balance, you know, if you could just redefine balance as harmony, then you're then you're mm -hmm. golden. Because, because I think people think that balance means a, a perfectly allotted time to everything in a balanced yeah, way. Yeah. And that's not true. I mean, if you're going through a launch phase, <laughs> you're yep, going to be working a lot more in. than you're playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you're creating mm -hmm. a new product, you're going to be behind the scenes more than you're out in front of the camera. You know, Absolutely. right? Like there's, there, balance is, is, is a fallacy, <laughs> uh, but harmony is good. How are we working in harmony? And harmony looks like I'm in a launch, so I'm going to be very, very busy. I will be mm -hmm. having that hustle flow, but I also know that's only for a short time. And yep. then I know at the other side of that, I'm also, you know, planning a week or two off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's that ability to kind of give yourself permission and yeah. grace to say like, okay, this is, there is a night this week yeah. when I'm going to work really late. Yes. And it, that's okay because for the past like few weeks, I haven't had to do that. Yeah. I have been able to be like, eh, you know, like it's three o'clock and so I'm done. Y'all yeah. are home from school. So here we go. Like, let's go play whatever. Let's go yeah. play hide and seek. This is going to be fun. Absolutely. Um, I, I have a new a new rule that I instituted uh, for myself since uh, since everything started with the, the current state of the world. Yeah. Uh, and that is that my laptop closes at 4 p.m. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Whatever work didn't get done, it's not getting done. I'll do it tomorrow or it's just not that important. Yeah. 
And, that's, and there's because there's always more work there's to do. Always more. You're, you, <laughs> we all need to make peace that when we leave this earth, there will still be a ten mile long to do list. <laughs> yes. It's just a reality. Yes. There's always yes. something to do. And if you're an entrepreneur who has figured out how to not have more work at the yeah. end of the day waiting for you, please call me because right. I clearly need to learn from you <laughs> what you're doing <laughs> because there's just always something else. Like yeah. even if I do get to the point where I'm like, ooh, I feel like I've checked all the major things off. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling really good. Inevitably, like I'll be sitting there watching TV and be like, oh, you know what? I could do this one. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know why? Because first of all, entrepreneurs are like idea generators. Like the Mm -hmm. ideas never stop. And every time we tend to consume things that, that, you know, fan the flames of ideation. Yes. And so we're, you know, you'll be watching me, I'll be watching a Netflix movie and all of a sudden I'll have five ideas for content or something, (laughs) a new product or, and then, you know, so do I hit pause and go work or, you know, and, and that's where I talk about like getting just to the point of getting to the point that it's supporting your lifestyle. So, so, you know, there's folks that definitely want to build like a multi-million dollar empire. Mm -hmm. There's folks that want, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars a year would be amazing. And folks that are just like, Hey, I just want to work enough so that I don't have to go to a job, but I can still enjoy my family, my friends, my life. And every single one of those is, is valid. It's about knowing what you want for Mm -hmm. your life Mm -hmm. and then using your business to support that. So for me, I want to have way more of a life than I spend time working. And so I just need to do enough work to the point that I can build that life. I don't have to go all the way to work because we could work 24-7. Well, no, we couldn't. But we could work 9 and 10-hour days every single day. And absolutely, I mean – if we're working smart, if we're working strategically, you know, yeah, we can be be really building something phenomenal. But if it's coming at a sacrifice for the life that you want, mm-hmm. then you have to ask yourself if it's worth it. And that's yeah. when sometimes we have those ideas and they're fun to think about. And maybe we just, you know, <laughs> let, let them go by. <laughs> right, right. Or put them in a parking lot and like yep. come back to them and see, you know, maybe you do have some more time yep. later on down the road. Yeah, um, yeah that you can get to it. But that I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you have this like philosophy of radical self-acceptance. And I feel like that really kind of plays into, into that concept, kind of listening to you talk about it because you do just really need to identify like what works for you. I think Mm -hmm. it's really easy to get sucked in and go like, Ooh, I want to be a multi-million dollar Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And I want to be like flying in private jets to wherever, Cabo, yeah. or I don't know. I'm sure there's like even more cool places that people <laughs> who are multimillionaires with private jets go. But, you know, that's kind of like – that's what I I came in with was the mm-hmm. philosophy of like I just – I want to be able to spend more time with my husband and with my kids. Like yeah. that's it. That's good enough. Now – down the road in my head, my business becomes something that like once my kids are of the age where, you know, I want to stop working and maybe they want to start working, like if they want to step in and they want to take it over or if I want to be done and I want to sell it, like, and, you know, be able to kind of afford them an opportunity that, you know, kind of gives them some generational wealth, like that's awesome. But the time will come when I get to the point where I'm like, okay, now I want to put the like accelerator down and really start making the choices and the decisions. But right now, like I'm just very much in a point where I'm like, I just want to be able to pay our bills. Yes. And I just, you know, like my kids are little and I feel like I just like, it's going by in a blink of an eye. And it's, it's so cliche. People say that all the time, but that was my motivation for coming in. Yeah. And, and everybody's is, different. And I think knowing what you want out of the journey is really Mm -hmm. critical to setting up some boundaries. And especially like you said, in today's world, we're like, we're all just kind of working at home. There's no like, I'm going to go to like a co-working space or the cafe or whatever and like sit and work until my day is done. Like I'm just cooped up at home and like my computer is, it's always there and there's always something I could do. Right. And, and it's so funny because, because I used to, I used to go to co-working spaces or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. I traveled a lot and 
you know, I was going to events. Like I just, I was out of the house all the time. Mm -hmm. And since being home and instituting the 4 p.m. laptop close, my workday ends, I don't know what to do. It's like, <laughs> I feel like people don't know what to do anymore, right? Like yeah. I, I just don't want to watch Netflix. Like, you know, right, I've talked right. to all my friends this week already. I don't want to bother them anymore. <laughs> like go for another walk, I guess. Like what is there to do? And so I think that that's a really neat opportunity for people to connect back into, well, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. You want to learn a new skill? Is yeah. there a book that's been on your shelf for years that you're finally going to dig into, right? Like, like, you know, what is it that you want to do outside of your business? Absolutely. And, you Absolutely. know, it, it, it's a great opportunity right now to not – because we so easily can get sucked up into and lose ourselves in our businesses, right? Absolutely. It sounds – and again, like, to use another cliche, like, I want a hobby, you know? Yes. It's nice to have hobbies that are mm -hmm. not connected to, like, your, your business or, you know, if they're – even just to say, like – you know, separate from a spouse or a partner mm -hmm. or your kids, if you're a parent, like as an individual, it's so, it's so much more fulfilling to be like, mm -hmm. I have a skill, whether it's baking or painting or gardening or whatever it is. Yep. Because I find too that like those hobbies fuel like my yes. business creativity. Yeah. Like when my mind is kind of working on something else, that's when like in the back, there's always something that kind of like yeah. clicks and comes to like the forefront where I'm like, oh, I totally know how I'm going to solve that problem on Monday yeah. when I log back in Yes, on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's where I have my phone and I'll literally like uh, write in like whatever it is the idea, but yes. then I schedule it for like the when I actually want to deal with it Ooh, in I my like calendar, that. right? Yeah. I so like it'd be that. like, yeah, like Monday morning, I'd be like, oh, look into this or go write this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you know I'm what? L listening to you share your story and your experience, it, it's bringing to mind how parents talk about as soon as their kids go off to school, they feel totally lost. They realize oh, yeah. they have no life. Mm-hmm. It, it can be the same on your business. You realize mm -hmm. you have no life outside Absolutely. of that. Absolutely. And it really is about like like what you just talked about is what how I say I cross train. My I do mental cross training. I can't only always work. I have to do other hobbies or other things because I need my brain to to cross train into other things. And and yeah. and that's where those ideas come from. But also like like how we hear ourselves, like as people, mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. sure, but as people, how we hear ourselves. You know, um, one of the things, and, I, and I'm still playing with this, but you know, Clubhouse came on the scene and yeah. it has been so much fun. Well, that's how we met. It's yeah, been yeah, yeah. so much fun and it's, and I've really enjoyed it. But you know, I'm finding myself being stressed out by it, stressed uh -huh. out to show up at certain times, stressed out when I'm listening to all the people speaking. Too many ideas are coming into my mind. Oh my gosh. That's so funny you say that. I had that same thought this past weekend. Yes. And so I'm like, you know what? I think I'm I'm going to deprioritize Clubhouse as a business building strategy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to just really focus on you know, the YouTube that I've started and I really want to get my podcast going and, yeah. you know, Instagram and I'm playing around with TikTok. And I, and it's like, if we are constantly working all the time, right, we do not hear when our body or our minds, you know, our hearts mm -hmm, are telling mm -hmm. us these things. And when I sit back and go, I'm really stressed out about this, you know, I yeah. think no. And that's a part of that self-acceptance piece that you were talking about earlier it is that that you know we need to as entrepreneurs be tuned in to, as people as people be tuned yes. in to what our body or our anxiety or our excitement mm -hmm. or our nervousness we need to be tuned into what that's communicating to us so we can explore that yeah that's i think that's a really um smart way to look at it and i it's funny that you say that about clubhouse cuz i had the same thought. Like, first of all, my phone never stops lighting up yep. with like notifications of people that I follow. Even when I like whittled it down and was like, I'm going to follow a small group of people. They're still like always popping up. It's always at the most inconvenient times too. Like, I'm like, I don't know what schedule you all hold, but clearly I'm not on the same one because mm -hmm. like, I like, it's when I wake up, it's just always that like the it's like at dinner time. I'm like, but I want to eat. So I guess I'm not showing up to your room. Um, 
But it is it is very kind of stressful. And one of the things that I always tell tell my clients when I'm working with them on creating marketing strategies is like if something is stressful to you mm-hmm. or it's not a place where you find a lot of joy, it kind of like saps your energy in one way or another, it is not a good choice for you. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you can't ever participate in that. It just shouldn't be a priority because it's not it's not going to help you or serve you in any kind of positive way. It's just yeah. going to become like a stressor that then you feel obligated to do and and it's going to suck all your time away. It's going to go from something that could take you maybe 20 or 30 minutes to get done to something that's going to take you yeah. two hours to get done. And those two hours are precious hours, right? Like if I want to log out at 4 p.m., if I want to close my laptop, but I spent two hours dinking around on Clubhouse or whatever, yeah. I don't, then I can't log out at 4 o'clock. Yeah, because you got you got work to do, right? It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the, the – um, you said something about like it could take 20 minutes, but it takes you two hours. You know, there's this – there's two things I want to talk about and I'm going to quickly make a note so I don't forget. Um, <laughs> yes, this is happening. I'm taking notes while we record. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I already forgot too. the other one. Hang on. Let it come back to me. Let it come back to me. Oh, you know what's really funny? So speaking of timers, my timer is going off. I love this. So I learned this on this, the Take Control of Your Life by Mel, Mel Robbins. It's an audiobook. And she talks about setting an alarm to every day to go off where you just spend five minutes doing something difficult. Mm-hmm. Five minutes to put something even – so that was my alarm to be like, here's do your five minutes. <laughs> go do something that's difficult. <laughs> go do something <laughs> right. that you put off. And oh, I'll tell you, right? It really it really works because it's like, oh, okay, fine. Just do the thing. And then you never think about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. so So hang on. So two things you said. Number one, you talked about the 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 anxiety, the stress of something with your with your clients, right? If they're feeling this, don't do it. So I like to make sure that whenever I'm feeling a resistance or an anxiety in me to something, I like to check in and find out is that a fear-based mm-hmm. reaction? Mm-hmm. Is there imposter syndrome here? Self-doubt? Mm-hmm. Is this something that I need to do some work around? Sure. And strengthen my confidence up around. Sure. Or is it genuinely not a right fit for me? Mm, is it I something that's that, great. right? Do I really hate this or it doesn't work or I don't want to do it and and don't tell me what to do? Like, <laughs> you know, what is it? Right. And so that is an opportunity. I, I like to to make sure that folks are not just saying a flat out no because I'm feeling some mm. kind of feelings. Mm. Check in on those feelings. That's right. I think that's really great advice. I yeah. I don't enjoy the process of social media. Um I there's a lot of like reasons why it's not mm-hmm. my favorite space because like I'm constantly like I don't want to have to deal with trolls or something like that. I've not yes. had anybody yep. troll me. But I I am very much a person who's like I need to feel very safe in a space that I'm interacting. I mean, I think that's like a lot of people, but yeah. <laughs> You know, safety is like a general thing. Um, I generally don't like being harassed by trolls. It's not an enjoyable experience. (laughs) I do generally enjoy feeling safe in any space that I'm in. Um, But, you know, for for me and kind of my personality, like it takes – it takes a very big toll on – I'm not somebody who can like brush it off easily. Mm-hmm. So that kind of like compounds this like, oh, I'm I'm afraid to kind of like put something out there because I'm afraid yeah. of – you know, it's just it creates a lot of anxiety for me. But then also it's one of those things where like I really enjoy designing mm-hmm. graphics and things like that. It's not my – I can do it. It's not like what I'm – trained to do. I haven't spent my life as a graphic designer. So therefore, I kind of tend to get lost in that creative process. Yeah. And so about like 45 minutes in, I realize how much time I've wasted and yep. I start stressing myself out. <laughs> and so I finally was like, I just need to hire someone to do my mm-hmm. social media for me. I am capable of doing it. But yes. the process of it, it just, you know, it kind of like, it starts to drain my creative energy for a lot of different reasons. And that's worked out for me. Because, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about when you say like, is there is there a reason that you're feeling mm-hmm. some type of way about it? 
Or is it truly just something that like you're yes. not supposed to be doing? I wouldn't advocate for somebody to not have a social media presence. So I just needed to find another way to get exactly. that done. Um, now, I don't know, like trying to think of something that I absolutely wouldn't show up into for my business right now. Um, I don't know. Would, would I um, – in the times of like COVID, would I go out and like – cold call in person and like ask to meet clients in person? Mm -hmm. Probably not because it's just not, it's just not safe or smart to me yes. right now. So you've had to find other ways to do it. So I think that it's just, you're absolutely right. You need to kind of find what works for you. And if it isn't, why is it not working yeah. for you? And, and that's just a really important piece to that. So I, I yeah. like that. I'm going to kind of add that in when I talk to my clients about yes, it. Yes, do that. Um, well, that that is a part of self-acceptance. That is yeah. it. That's going, okay, this is causing some kind of feeling. Let's let's investigate that. And what do I need to be able to not feel this way mm -hmm. in this situation? Mm -hmm. And for you, it was outsourced. For other people, you know, it, it, it could be to not do it, could be to deal with their own confidence issues because, sure. my goodness, entrepreneurship is going to push your self-doubt and imposter syndrome buttons mm -hmm. like day. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people, a lot of people have issues around like fears around um, exposure and putting mm -hmm. themselves out there and the vulnerability and the openness to attack and judgment, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's becomes a lot harder to feel judged when you are not judging yourself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot like harder. Yeah. It's a lot harder for people to take you down when you know yourself. Yeah. And that's that self acceptance piece. Yeah, I think that's really I like that. It's kind of I I found this quote um and I think yours is just like a uh, a much softer way, not, not softer in a bad way. Yeah. Softer in a good way of like putting it and it was like I used to care about other people's opinions until I tried to pay my bills with them. Yes. Um and that's sort of something that like, you know, I've had in the back of my mind, but it is it is very hard to kind of put yourself out there. And mm. as an entrepreneur, like you will judge yourself. You're probably judging yourself way harsher than anybody else is judging you. But there's like this complex, you know, like my family has been very supportive. And and I hear from a lot of people that that's like not always the case, yeah. which I'm like, oh, that makes it really, that makes me sad for you. Um, because Gosh, like my family has been integral to this process. Like yeah. I don't think I'd still be trying if they weren't supportive of it. Um, but there are – there's always this like fear of other people who are like kind of sitting out there judging me, former coworkers who are like, oh, look at her. Look at that. She thinks she's good enough to like yeah. start her own business. Ooh, can't wait to see this, you know? And that's probably not what they're thinking. But – in my well, head, here, that's here's the, the story thing. you've told yourself. Here's the thing. Whether they're thinking it or not, whether they're saying it or not is irrelevant. And that's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. When you are at a pl place where you know yourself and you have developed that resiliency and that unshakability in yourself, in your values, in your vision, and your, your abilities and capacity – haters going to hate. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And they may be saying that and they may be thinking that. Who cares? It is irrelevant. It will not matter. Mm -hmm. People, people are people are projecting their own pain and insecurities and self-judgments all over the place. Yeah. And when someone says and, and says or even thinks, well, who does she think she is to go and do this? What mm -hmm. they're really saying is, I don't have the confidence to do that. And mm -hmm. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. That's all they're saying, right? It's all they're saying. They're they're when somebody is 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 speaking in a, in a hateful, hurtful way, that is their own issues coming into yeah. into view. And mm -hmm. so when we can understand that, that you know, I, I you maybe have heard this before. What is it? Other what other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 because they're not thinking that about you. They're thinking that about yeah. themselves. What you think about me is what you think about yourself. Yeah. And so, and that's that is a, a, a just a entrepreneurial maturity. That is an adulting maturity. That's just a place yeah. where we get to where we start to see that other people's opinions are not of us. They're of their, mm -hmm. they're of themselves mm -hmm. and their own judgments, and their own fears, and we don't have to participate in that. We don't have to participate. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest. Um, 
piece of advice you can give somebody is that you don't have to participate at yeah. any at any point in your life, whether you're yeah. an entrepreneur or yes. not. When I was managing people, that was something that the boss that I reported to constantly said to me when I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like address this mm-hmm. thing and I'm just not looking forward to it. She would always say like how they react is not Yes. Your responsibility. You can't, you have zero control over that. You yeah. only have control over your own thoughts, feelings, and actions. So go for it from, go, go at it from that yeah. perspective and just don't own their business because you can't. Yeah. And you're never going to, you're never going to try. I've seen it be the downfall of, of many oh, yeah. people in my life. Oh yeah, and that that sense of control, that needing to control other people or or placate or smooth things out or not rock the boat or harmonize. Mm. That I mean that often comes from things in our childhood that often comes from maybe there's, you know, just being in in a, in, a, in maybe in a family dynamic or a, a childhood dynamic where you felt unsafe and mm. you had to control things or felt like you had to control things, you know, or or there was a lot of tension and fighting and you try to keep the peace and keep things harmonious. You know, that like these 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 needs to control in order to feel safe in spaces, they come from somewhere. And mm-hmm. again, this is an opportunity to go deeper and go where is this fear coming from? Mm-hmm. When is the first mm-hmm. time I remember feeling like I had to keep the peace and keep harmony because I felt unsafe? And and that is a, you know, again, entrepreneurship is such a is such a vehicle for for growth, like personal growth because mm-hmm. it because you get to see it's like a, it's like any like your relationship with your business, your relationship with your clients, your relationship with social media, it's like any other relationship. It is yeah. going to hold a mirror up to the mm-hmm. places in you that you have opportunities to heal. Mm-hmm. One of the I can so relate to what you said about being worried about someone's reaction or or response. And this is another thing I, I made peace with this years ago and that is that People have the right to have their reaction. Yeah, yeah. And it's not my job to control or contain it. Yeah, it's my if if I have to deliver some some harsh realities or some bad news or something that they I might think that they might react in a bad way. If I come into that conversation trying to control their reaction. It's not clean. I'm not able to be clear. Mm-hmm. My anxiety will be through the roof. It's, yeah. it's, it's, I'm already setting this, this conversation up to, to be a disaster. Whereas when I understand that they might be upset and they have a right to be upset and they can be upset, I can hold space for that without buying into it, without yeah. participating, as we said, letting them have the space of their reaction, you will see how much softer and kinder you come into that conversation yes. yeah. and how much giving that person space, it allows them to to feel what they're feeling and not feel – because now they're thinking they're you know feeling judged and they're feeling – Oh, yeah. Like – Yeah. E- they'll be feel far more respected. Yes. And, and they'll leave that conversation, even if it's tough love, yeah. going, okay, like that sucks, but um, – you know, okay, I can I can work with this. All right, we can, I feel like we could keep going down this for all day, but let's talk about too. I want to hit on like how we connected because that got me super excited and super energized. So we connected on Clubhouse and we were in a room. Lindsay was moderating, and one of the things that we talked about was I think it was something we were not going to carry forward in our business going Mm -hmm. into 2021. And I raised my hand and said, I'm not going to take for this concept of unicorn marketing. And that is like the, hey, if you follow my system exactly to the T, you will make six figures in 30 days. Guaranteed. (laughs) You want to get me mad? Is that it? You want to rile me up here? And because it's just not true. It's not true. And it makes me, I think as entrepreneurs, we're doing, especially coaches, we are doing so many people a disservice by throwing Mm -hmm. that out there. And you said something that I was like, resonated with with me as a new entrepreneur. I'm I'm a year and year and some change into my business. And you were like, I work with entrepreneurs and business owners for probably like two to three years because it's going to take you about that long Mm -hmm. to really get your business processes in place, to really kind of hone in on your offer and all of these things. And I was like, 
mind blown. Somebody hears me. Someone, <laughs> someone sees me. Because in the back of my head, I'm like, I must be. And you want to talk about imposter syndrome. I was like, I must suck at this. And as a yes. marketer, I was like, I can't let anybody know yes. <laughs> that I suck at this. Because as a marketer, I probably yeah. should be like 10 steps ahead of them. But it's true. Like, we're doing such a disservice by saying like, hey, if you follow this system, you can be, you know, 10 figures in your first three months or six mm-hmm. figures or whatever it is. But going back to, A, is that even what I want for my business? Mm-hmm. Like, do is six figures relevant to me? Or is is like making a couple thousand dollars to like pull pull in my part, like add to the the coffers in my house. Yes. Yeah. Um, is that enough? So this unicorn marketing, mm-hmm. I just think it's a huge disservice because I think it feels like the feelings of imposter syndrome. I think that it also doesn't really like normalize the journey of entrepreneurship, which is like when you're first starting out, there's so much work that goes into it. And somebody somebody might have had their first 10K month following a system, Mm -hmm. but what they are discounting is the two, three, four, five years before Mm -hmm. that, that went into building that moment, which I think is just like, it's soul crushing when you, Mm -hmm. when you look at it and you go, okay, well then I'm clearly doing something wrong because that's, I, I can't, I'm not doing that. It's not happening for me. There's there's this this person that um, I have been around since the beginning of her business idea, since it was a spark of an idea into into now whatever success she's having. And she would say that she did um, six figures in her first year in business, mm. and that's a lie. Mm. <laughs> this was like year three or four. Sure. Because why? Because like every entrepreneur. She spent the first few years figuring just, these things out. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll go into what those things are in a, in a moment. But what would just make me so frustrated is I would watch their advertisements all over social mm-hmm. media, their, their mm-hmm. sponsored posts, all over social media, glorifying that if you follow their system, you too can do six figures in your first year in business or your first mm-hmm. six months or your mm-hmm. first 90 days. Yeah. And it's like, but you but but you didn't you're you're misleading people and and that frustrates me because number one it makes my job a lot harder <laughs> <laughs> right because, because people people come in with that idea and then first of all they're already beating themselves up for not be doing that and then also they're trying to rush the process instead of taking yeah. the time they need to take to understand their market and their business model and how they fit into the world mm-hmm. and if you don't mm-hmm. take time to do that uh, and that takes time uh, you're you're always just gonna be, I don't know, doing a quarter, a fraction of of what you really could be doing, and the impact yeah. you're making, and the money you could be making. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, I. It's just it's so it's so hard, and it's mm-hmm. so frustrating, and so that's kind of the thing. I've been like on this mission to like normalize the journey and be like, yeah. that's not that's not how it goes. As an entrepreneur, I'm learning that. But mm-hmm. as a marketer, like I could have walked in and I could have told you that because yes. here's the thing. If marketing was a silver bullet, if I could just follow an exact system or an exact process and kill it and crush it, mm-hmm. marketers would be living on an island somewhere just like yeah. making it rain <laughs> and like celebrating our success and running the world yeah. because we we would be like, oh, I know what we have to do to like make a trillion dollars over here. Well, let me just like put that into my system and yeah. press enter and it would happen. But that's not it. Like it, the, it is a process. It's a long yeah. game yeah. and it takes a lot of work and research to kind of learn that market, yes. learn your target audience and go, okay, what do I need to make happen here? And there's, there's levers that you have to push and you have yeah. to pull and it's just, it's not a silver bullet. I can't, as a marketing coach, I can't guarantee you that like, just because it worked for for me or this person over here, that it's going to work for you. Yes. Yep. And it's just, 
it's kind of finding your own footing. Well, and that brings up to another point because there's there's two messages that you'll often hear from 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 folks that that push this narrative, and that is that you can do 100k in your first three months, or your first 90 days, or first year, whatever. Like they they push that narrative first 10 days. I, I watch on on Facebook people people in like these different groups I'm in, they'll post and they'll say, "I did ninety thousand dollars in my first 36 hours on Clubhouse. Do you want my system?" <laughs> like first of all. You've, I don't know if anyone's been on Clubhouse, but your first 36 hours on Clubhouse are kind of a hot mess. <laughs> like, like what? You're still figuring out how to applause from the stage. Like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's um, true. So there, there's that. And then the other one is that if you do exactly what I did, you will be wealthy. You'll be making it rain, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing that's just not true. It might if you have the same business model and same audience and same offerings, mm -hmm. as, like maybe, but this this idea of literally copying somebody's step by step um, that you'll have the same results it's just not it's just not true and you're hearing me harp on people because it really I, I just I see it every day there's another yeah. one that yeah. says literally if you follow my system you're gonna be a millionaire but it might not work for you she literally said that if you follow it you're gonna make lots of money <laughs> but it might not up. work for you I can't guarantee it <laughs> and it's like well, he's, okay so like you know <laughs> if you turn left turn right turn left again and you're gonna end up at at you know the the th movie theater or not you could end up at the dump <laughs> I don't know we're gonna see like <laughs> and so and so you know we as entrepreneurs <laughs> we have to understand that yes these things take time and 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 when I say time I don't mean like like you just get to sit back and watch time pass. I mean, it takes you getting <laughs> out and work. getting to work mm -hmm. and getting up close and personal with your market mm -hmm. and then understanding that you want to do some discovery calls, you want to do some market research. Okay, well, you have to wait for that person to be available and then you got to mm -hmm. do the thing and then you got to assess the thing and you got to do that a bunch of times. Like it takes time. People don't, the world doesn't operate on your schedule, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like for some people, their sales um, journey is a three-month journey from stranger to getting their money to mm -hmm. have them pay you for something. It's three months. Other people's, it's it's 24 hours. They can meet you and they've given you money and within 24 hours. Yeah. But if you're like that three-month sales journey person, that means you got to wait three months to get paid. And so it's mm -hmm. like time is a factor. There, this whole yeah. thing about yeah. being able to do it this fast is not real. You have to put the time in. Yeah. And and also what I'm going to just, I'm going to, I know I'm ranting, I'm going to calm no, down. But it. the other thing <laughs> is that, is that, People underestimate how much they get in their own way. Yeah. How much yeah. imposter syndrome slows them down, how much busy works keep them keeps them distracted on things that don't matter, how much their own um, like skill levels have to develop and they have to learn new technologies and new yep. things, yep. right? Or like the kids are homesick and you've lost a day of work or something else has happened in the family and you yeah. got to take a week off or we're in a mother flipping <laughs> pandemic. pandemic. <laughs> like, like life happens and things happen and so yeah. and growth happens. And so to, to, to put the pressure on ourselves to push ourselves through to this like golden egg of of your first 100k in 3 months or less you're it's not realistic but also you're putting so much pressure on yourself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to force something that is probably if you're new not even fully fleshed out yet and needs yeah. the time to it's like wine it needs the time to breathe it needs the time to develop and yeah. become full of flavor you cannot just push something yeah rant yes. over for now <laughs> for now no you have i i I love everything about it because you have this quote on your website that says like mm -hmm. an overnight success is 10 years in the making. Yep. And I could not, I could not agree more. And one of the things that I think you have to realize, like anytime you are buying into somebody's systems or yep. process, and like at the end of the day, that's what I sell, right? Like that's what I work with on my clients. Yeah. I'm teaching you a system. I'm teaching you a process. Yes, it worked for me over here, but, and yes, it's working for me here in my business, but let me tell you, like, it is a slow process. Mm -hmm. And when I really forced myself to work, look at it, did it work immediately in my corporate career? No, it took me six years in my yes. corporate career yeah. to get it to a point where it was humming along. The biggest disservice I can do is lie to you and say, you put this in place and like yeah. you will 
you too can net $8 million. I'm using corporate figures. Like you too can net $8 million um, in a year. That's not true. Over time, you have to be able to like own this process, make it your own, tweak it. And that's the thing that you also have to realize when you're investing in anybody's product or service, especially from a, more specifically from a service standpoint. Like, yes, I'm going to teach you a service or a service. I'm going to teach you a process. Yeah. And the thing is, is like my skill sets and my experience has lent itself to this being successful for me. So yes, you might run into somebody who's like, I'm closing deals left and right on Clubhouse and here's how you do it. I'm finding, I'm finding my ideal clients. I know what kinds of rooms they're hanging out in. Um, and, and that's like step one, but you have all of this experience that once you get up on the stage, like you're confident in it. And mm-hmm. so you're confident in what you're saying because you've you've worked on this and you've honed this experience. And so of course they're gonna be like, oh my God, she sounds she sounds amazing. I wanna work with her. Yeah. Yes, because I have so many years of experience and it's it's been 10 years in the making. Yes. It didn't just come to me. I didn't just make this yeah. process up and go, oh. It sounds great. And people are like, sign me up. Exactly. And you know what? And I don't, and I'm not like, I'm not trying to to put down other people's systems because they may really genuinely Mm -hmm. have a system that works. There are a lot of, you know what I mean? Like, and there are people, there are, I I know one of my friends happened into a super specific niche that she fell into. And she did do, I think she did do six figures in her first year, certainly her first 18 months. Because it was a very specific yeah, niche yep. that took off, right? Yeah. And and trust me, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter how much money she's making. Imposter syndrome is still there. Why? Oh, because yeah. she's new to business like anyone else and is figuring mm-hmm. out as she goes and going, I don't know what has happened. Here we go. Let's do this. Yeah. And so that does happen. Those unicorns are there for sure. And, and, and you know, even like we think about tech, you know, you often the, the, the phrase unifor- unicorn is associated with people in the tech industry and tech businesses. And yeah, even there, like they might be these valuated at millions of dollars and blah, but it still had to be developed. Like there was still time put in and years put in. Like it's not this overnight. It really is years. Now I will say that the internet, social media, what I think used to take 10 years to build, you can easily, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say easily, easily. It's a lot of work, but you can build it in five years or maybe at the most seven. You really can, but that requires not just working hard because it does require hard work. Entrepreneurship is hard work. You know, I talked yeah. before about like space and my laptop closes at four. Okay. I've also been in my business for eight years now. Like that wasn't what it was like in the beginning. In mm-hmm. the beginning, I was working my effing buns off. Yeah. I was working so much. I was everywhere doing all the things, but also I'm single and I don't have kids and I have that uh, capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who maybe doesn't have as much time to give, they're going to have a bit of a be a bit of a slower burn because that's the, you've only got the time that you've got in the day, right? Yeah, yeah. But my point was with you know, this idea of I'm just going to work hard, you know, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting mm-hmm. different results, right? Einstein, you know, the speed at which you will grow it and your 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 customer base your revenue will grow it is dependent on your capacity to learn and pay attention to when things aren't working yeah and adjust and get on the right path because mm-hmm. we will do a lot of the wrong things for a long time before we realize they're not working oh yeah and so right yeah so yes. we have to be able to recognize wait a minute, I'm working so hard and nothing's happening. Something is wrong. And that is where, like for myself, that is what I do. I'm the person that you call either when you know ahead of time that you want to do it right from the Mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. Or number two, you're going, I'm working my butt off and it's not working. Why? Why? And then I'll come in and be like, okay, we need to break down all the components because it's almost always something in your marketing, in your messaging, in your offerings, or in your RGAs, your revenue generating activities. You know, I talk a lot about busy work versus revenue generating activities. And busy work is that stuff that will keep you busy and it feels good, but it's doing nothing to grow your business. Yeah. And that's where most entrepreneurs spend like 80% of their time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Um, you know, yeah. Do you know why though? It's because they don't know what RGAs are. If you're new to yeah. business, you don't know what a revenue generating activity is. You do not know how to generate your own revenue. Unless you yeah. have a background and in, in experience in sales, you do not know what to do to get customers. And so yeah. you have to learn that. That's a skill. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's a position that like I found myself in, right? Like as a marketer, I know how to do marketing well. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that it's it is a totally different ball game when you're transferring the marketing that you know how to do well from a corporate environment yep. to your yourself and I've had stumbles and trips and my brand has been off. I've had to mm-hmm. make a shift. I denied that shift like you said for for probably 3 or 4 months. Yeah. Just because I was like I already invested all of this money. You know, for me, for me, it was a money thing. Like, did I have the ability to make the change and invest new dollars? Yes. But I was like, ah, I just want to stick this out because I invested, you know, in my website and all of these things over here. And I don't want to have to like pay to do it again. And it was like (laughs) this little like knife to my heart. Um, Can I just say, I inject really quickly. This is what I tell new entrepreneurs all the time to not spend money on your marketing Mm -hmm. and your branding in the first three years. Just bootstrap it. And this is exactly why. Yep. Yep. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's, I I just, and I knew I needed to make the shift. And it wasn't like a complete tie, like waste Mm -hmm. of time or energy, right? That journey is like critical to where I am now. I learned a ton. Mm -hmm. Did I learn about spending money? Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. (laughs) You know, Um, but. It is marketing is very different than like prospecting and getting those sales. And like, that's kind of the thing that you have to know and understand as an entrepreneur coming in. And if you, if you don't, you'll learn it pretty quick because they're not the same thing. I thought like, Hey, I am doing solid marketing. I'm going to get clients. That's not marketing how it works. It? <laughs> it, it turns yep. out that's not how it works. Nope. And that's where, like, again, we we see this, you know, again, social media, a powerful yeah. tool. Yeah. But if all you're doing is creating original content, that's gonna be a real slow grow. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. There are oh, more yeah. effective ways for 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 using social media to get customers than creating content. Mm-hmm. Engagement. Engagement is way more important. Engage in other people's content, yeah. right? Network, right? Like speak to other people's audiences, not just your own. There's other things that you can do besides just creating content. But you're right. And and oh my gosh, the branding thing. I have this conversation all the time mm-hmm. with people and they don't believe me. And so it's like again, much like a parent, I have to watch as my my entrepreneurs and my mm-hmm. students make mistakes and I have to let yeah. them make their mistakes. I can't yeah. I can't stop them from doing that. But you know, I just had one one person uh they they called me and they said, now don't get mad, but I, I'm gonna spend five thousand dollars on this 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 branding package from this company that does this whatever. They they work for a big organization or like they do branding for a big organization. This person is less than a year in their business. Mm. And I was like, all right, well listen, you know what my position is. She's you know I I <laughs> you can do what you want. This is your business. This is your money. You know my position, but I'm going to tell you that 99.99% of entrepreneurs rebrand in the first three years of their business. Mm-hmm. You can spend $5,000 in a couple of years, like wine, let, let it breathe, let it breathe for a mm-hmm. bit because you're mm-hmm. going to change your brand. You're going yeah. to change your brand. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It, ha- it happened to me and they're like, uh, I've been in like a little space spiral since then, but we don't have time to go into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a spiral and not for sure, you know. <laughs> How much time do you have left mm-hmm. for today? Um, so I, I, as we kind of like bring this to some sort of conclusion, because we could <laughs> spend all day yep. talking about this, I think what is kind of the like big one or two pieces of advice that you would give mm. new entrepreneurs, especially when it comes to, I think when it comes to marketing, I think your your advice about not spending money on your brand for a, a few years is really smart. What other advice would you give them to say like, hey, learn from my mistakes yeah. or learn from my experience? What would you say? Oh man, to look at my mistakes, I have to go back years. I've been doing this a long time, like mm-hmm. almost 20 years now. But I, I would, you know, I forgot, I've forgotten my mistakes, you know? Yeah. But but what I would say is that you need to not be afraid to get on Zoom and get on the phone and talk to your, I call them your PPC, your perfect potential customer, mm-hmm. you know, your market, your ideal client, your ideal client avatar, all those things. You need to not be afraid of them and you need yeah. to be up close and personal with them as much as possible. Yeah. You know, you've got to get on the phones. I I I I want you booking 
networking call after networking call after networking call. And that may turn into a sale. It may turn into a referral. It may turn into a new door that they have opened for you or just a new friend. Mm -hmm. Hands down, if you spend the first two years of your business just getting up close and personal with your PPC as much as possible, you're going to see explosive growth because you're going to understand. You're going to get into their heads. You're going Mm -hmm. to understand the words they say, the problems they deal with, the desires and needs that they want. And that's all going to translate into the offerings that you, you, you know, your products and services, your marketing strategy, your content. So Yes, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. It is. Mm -hmm. But you will grow such a solid, unshakable knowingness of your market and how to serve them and how to speak to them that you will grow exponentially faster in the years to come. Yeah. I think that's super – I think that's super smart advice and – it's something that my business coach gave to me starting out, and it's something that I've revisited. And it's it takes a lot of time. You have to – it's a numbers game when it comes to market research too. Like you have to ask a lot of people mm-hmm. in order to get a handful that are going to give you their time. But it's going to be worth it because they give you kind of all of that information and that like um, insight that you otherwise – wouldn't have. And yeah. and you do just kind of have to approach it from like, hey, I want to learn as much as possible. I kind of want to tell you about my business. I want to tell you about what I'm thinking, what I'm offering and get your feedback. And you're right. That feedback sometimes does turn into a sale. It's happened a couple of times as I've started to pivot. I've been like, hey, here's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, is it interesting? Or it's turned yeah. into a referral where somebody's like, oh, I totally see that. Let me Let me go ahead and and introduce you to this person over here. So it's all about kind of getting that feedback and really kind of immersing yourself. And it is hard. It's not, it's not the easy stuff. It's not the fun stuff either. Cause sometimes you learn things that are like, uh, that's not what I was hoping to hear, but (laughs) it continues, it it helps you refine. Right. And that's, that's the name of the game. I think in the first couple of years is, is just refining. And I think if you're listening and you're thinking like, but I don't have the time to do it. Like you, you have to give yourself permission to have that time. Um, and if you have to like gig until you, you know, to supplement your income or something so that you have the time to do that research, or you have to find other ways to kind of like supplement that income in the meantime, I think it's really, it's well worth it because you are going to be able to like take something out that people are like, oh, I would invest in this and I like it. And you can feel really confident in it because that's the other half of of marketing it well is being confident that you've yes. got something that people are like, yes, I want this. It's it's something that I'm here for. So Exactly. And this is the thing. If you're if you're because a lot of people when they start their businesses are still working their jobs. Like I I will tell you that you should not leave your job until your your business can not only pay for itself, but can pay at least a portion of your bills. Mm-hmm. Too many people leave their jobs and put pressure on their baby business to pay their rent and pay their mm-hmm. mortgage and pay their grocery bill. And that's not fair. If your business isn't even paying for itself yet, you can't, right? You can't. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So please don't leave your job too early. But um, if it is a thing where you don't have a lot of time after you get home from work or a lot of energy, then you'd need to deprioritize the things that aren't getting up close and personal with your PPC and you need to prioritize the things that are. And when you talk about things not being fun, to me, that's really fun. Learning where something's not working is really fun for me because I don't want to do something that's not working. (laughs) That is true. That is true. Yes. Right. Anytime that I get to learn and adjust and make my business and my communication to my my clients better. Better. That is true. I'm I'm here for it. I'm going to reframe that. I like, I like reframing it that way. Um, I, yes, I think it's very, um, good advice to about not leaving your job and kind of like treating your business like a baby. I I was let go from my corporate job at five months pregnant. So I, I was like, here it is. Oh. <laughs> I've got the bones of this built. So we're in it. Right. Yeah. But, and I've talked about this before, my husband and I knew that I wanted to start a business. So we've been mm. saving for it. Um, we had heard talks about, you know, like an economic downturn here in the States mm-hmm. uh, long before COVID was even a thing. And I work in, I worked in marketing and I was like, the first place companies go to save money in, a, yeah. in an economic crisis is the marketing team. Yeah. And 
And so we really, you know, we started funneling money away as quickly as we could. Now that comes from a place of privilege where we were at a point in our lives where like we had enough discretionary income where we could do that. We weren't living paycheck to paycheck. Um, So I do feel very fortunate that that's kind of the way things have come. Yeah. But I can speak firsthand to being like, <laughs> there's pressure on a baby business yes. to perform. And so I, I think that's great advice. If you if you are able to save yeah. or do that work ahead of time, um, do the fun work of getting to know your PPCs ahead of time. Absolutely. Do it because yeah. it's it will make your life a lot less stressful and it will keep you from kind of feeling like you have to um you have to burn yourself out to make it work. And to kind of bring this conversation back full circle, you'll be less likely to waste money on unicorn sales pitches that aren't (laughs) going to help you because you won't be in a place where you're like, oh my God, I need that. I can't continue if I don't. Desperation. Like it's, it sucks. And I've been there too. Like there's nights where I'm scrolling through Instagram and I was like, oh, do I have a thousand dollars that I want to throw at this? The answer is no, but yeah. um, <laughs> it's very well, tempting. It's very it tempting. is well because, and I'm going to just say this one thing. I know we're trying to wrap it up. I'm just going to say no this one comfort. last thing, and, and that is that we are all looking for the the magic bullet that's gonna that's gonna yes. solve everything, right? The magic yep. pill. And so we think, will this thousand dollar program get me to where I want to go? And and here's a very important distinction. You know, there is again a lot of pressure for new entrepreneurs to scale, scale and mm. automate and build your sales funnels and you can't scale what you aren't already making, I don't know, at least $100,000 a year from. You can't scale what's <laughs> yeah. not already making money. Yeah. It, 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 you know what I mean? It's like tr- a bald a bald person trying to braid their hair. There, there's no <laughs> hair there. You know, if there's no revenue, if there's no traction and growth, you can't scale that. Yeah. And so, you know, people always talk about my business needs to make money. No, you need to make money. You mm-hmm. are your business. Mm-hmm. You are the one that goes out and makes money. Yeah. Then when you are making money, and I tell people the 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 uh, litmus test is, can you make money quickly and easily? Can you pop onto social for 20 minutes a day and be pulling in thousands of dollars every week, every month? Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, if you're not making money quickly and easily, you're not ready to scale. You've got nothing to scale. I'm getting, this is my tough love here. Yeah. <clears throat> So when you get to the point that you are making money quickly and easily and you're ready to scale, that's when you flip from you're making the money to your mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. is making the money. Mm-hmm. So that fir- those first few years are you building the business mm-hmm. and then eventually the business takes over and makes you the money and that's scaling and that's automating and that's, you know what I mean, behind mm-hmm. the scenes things that that that's the marketing and all that, right? Mm-hmm. So we need to take, oh gosh, we need to take the pressure off of our businesses yeah. that our businesses have to do all the work. No, it's you. It's, it's you, you. Yeah. until you're making money quickly and easily. That is, I think that's really such a smart way of like framing it up. I think that's something that like I have, it's a lesson that I've learned. I know in the past year where it's like, no, my business, it doesn't make money. And even for this next year, I feel so much more confident about like what my product offering is. Mm. I took way longer to do market research than I wanted to. And, and there was a part of me that was like, I just gotta, I just gotta get this done because Because I I am at a point where I'm like you know I I want to be making I want to be making money mm-hmm. I still have a I still have plenty of runway left but as aside from the point like I I don't want to get to the point where I run out of runway and no. I'm not making money yet right but there is you know I look at it and I look at like the the marketing strategies I stripped all of the fancy stuff out and I was like okay what it comes down to is really you going out and finding the business Mm -hmm. so that you can kind of start putting all of these things in place. You can start learning what works and what doesn't and what else do you need to offer? What do you need to change? And it's just, you're on a giant learning curve those first few years. And I think it's, it really comes down to understanding like what you, what you're in it for, first of all, so you can set some really like healthy boundaries, Mm. but then also like understanding, okay, what, what from all of the marketing whiz bang things that I can be doing, what am I going to take that really is going to like help me yes. make the money? And I like that. I like that phrase because it is me. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's, it is me. <laughs> there is no business right now. It's your, just Caitlin. Yes. Your business is still in the like, in, like the crib, like mm. crying for you to come. <laughs> like that's your business is a baby business until yeah. it's able to 
run around the, the you know, the house and, and pick up, you know, ask for what right. and so I like this baby and, and whatever parent and, and entrepreneur analogy, but, but yeah, it, it is. And, and um, for, for folks that I, and I know you're going to, you're, you'll share my website and whatnot, but when you go to my website, I have what's called the how not to sell to strangers mm-hmm. guide. Mm-hmm. And it's five steps for turning strangers on social media into customers and without selling. And it is, it is a, it is literally what I do. It is literally what yeah. I do. It, it is one. It is one RGA. It is one strategy for getting customers. But it's yeah. so so simple. And it and we like to complicate things. Mm-hmm. And it really is just like where who's my PPC? Where are they hanging out? I'm gonna go talk to them and we're gonna start a conversation and we're gonna see what happens. And I and I lay it out because it's so simple. And you can in in the amount of time a person can write a blog and publish a blog and create social posts for a blog and promote a blog, they could get ten new clients. Mm-hmm. Wow. And get 10 new customers yeah. and make money, yeah. right? And this is the thing is, is what I'm doing making money is there something else I can be doing that puts me in touch with my PPC directly so I can talk to them and bring them into my world and make money. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. This has been a great conversation. I love it. Mm-hmm. Where can listeners connect with you? I, I'll link everything in the show notes, but go ahead yeah. and plug yourself. Where are you at? Yeah. I mean, just go to my website, theradicalconnector.com. That's me, theradicalconnector.com. You can go to my website. Everything's on there. My Facebook group, my socials, my lead magnets. Uh, and if you want to work with me, I do, I do lots of really fun free things and provide lots of content for folks who are genuinely bootstrapping and putting the pieces together. And then for folks that are ready to work, I have all sorts of really cool programs and things mm-hmm. to be able to be able to come and hang out with me. And and and, and I usually do things as a community, as a group. So it, it's a big part of entrepreneurship is building your entrepreneurial friends and your network. Mm-hmm. And so everything I do is in community and with people uh, because entrepreneurship is darn isolating and lonely. <laughs> oh yes. my goodness. Yes, yes, <laughs> and so for sure. The more brilliant minds we have in the, on the t- in the table with us, at the table with us, the better. So yeah, theradicalconnector.com. Awesome. Well, I know I've signed up for a few of them, so I am very Yay! excited. And thank you so much for your time today. I genuinely appreciate it. This has been great. Thank you so much. All right, listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did and that you're walking away with something actionable that you can implement in your own business. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other listeners like you find this podcast. Until next time.